All righties. Um, this morning, okay, this morning we're going to spend some time um, commissioning Scott and Belinda as assistant pastors here at the vineyard, and we're also going to be commissioning uh, Trent and Karen as associate pastors here at the vineyard, and I'll give some detail to that. But some, uh, what we're doing here this morning is it's really important to understand that what is the church? I just want to first and foremostly talk very quickly about in Acts chapter 2, we see in the early church where the people of Jesus are gathered together and they share this incredible life of God together. They share their stuff. So the scripture actually says that there was none among them who had any need. They would sell homes. They would sell resources. They would um, invest their business activities so that the fellowship of believers, that the people of God in their circumstance would have everything that they need. No one would be hungry, no one would go without, but that everyone would be um, cared for. And it's an amazing testimony if you read the scriptures. It's so countercultural to the world in which we live and so super challenging as well. But they were these three things. If you read the book of Acts, you'll see that the early church was primarily these three things. And we use this language here in the, in the vineyard. The church was an army. In other words, God is, is advancing his purposes in the earth. One person, one city, one nation at a time. Advancing his, the revelation that Jesus Christ is Lord of all and King. And so there's this advancing edge and, and Jesus invites his people as they get saved up into him and what he's doing. And it becomes this advancing army. And it go, there's an incredible... Um, look, the end result of it all is that in, in entire empires from these 12 people that, that chose to give themselves to Jesus at the start of this thing, entire empires tipped over to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Entire empires. Now, there's a whole bunch of institutionalization that went with that, but forget that. In other words, a whole bunch of people came alive to the good news of Jesus. They are, the, the church is an army. You are an army. We are an army. We are being invited to partner with Jesus as we see him working touching people's lives with power, with hope, with reconciliation, with the resources that their life and family need through the words and the works of the good news of the message and the ministry of the kingdom of God. We are a hospital. The church is a hospital. The church is a place for the broken, the wounded, for those that have been spiritually abused, for those that have been relationally broken, for those that find themselves isolated from relationship and community. The church of Jesus in the earth is a hospital that opens up wide and says, we are here for your healing, for your hope. We are here for this. We don't avoid that. We welcome the fact that people turn up sick and broken. They've come to the right place. They've come to the right place. We are a hospital. The church in the book of Acts is a hospital. The church is also a school. In other words, the church was very busy about multiplying the ministry and the message of Jesus through the, through the lives of the disciples of Jesus. In other words, everyone got to do the works of Jesus. Now, they're the three things that most people hang their hook on or hang their hat on when it comes to church. We here in the vineyard, we use this language. We're an army, we're a hospital, we're a school. But I want to add a fourth one. And this is one that I think in this day, in this age, and right now is a massive key to seeing the isolation that grips our nation from the power of the enemy that leaves people broken and lost and lonely. I think if the church can do this one, we are going to see a massive turning. In fact, the other, and, and this fourth one is a family. A family. I found this fantastic quote from this book called When the Church Was a Family. Hellerman does, did his, um, his doctorate on the early, um, the early church. And he says this, It's time to inform our people that conversion to Jesus or to give your life to Jesus Christ involves both our justification, big word for you now are okay before God. 
you are okay. You are justified by faith that what God has done in Jesus Christ makes you okay with God. You are at peace with God now. Okay, that's what justification is. You haven't got to do anything for it. It's a free gift from God. It's just that by faith, you welcome that to your life and you let it revolutionize your life and turn you to living a completely different way, the way of Jesus. But he also says this, it involves our justification, and he uses this word, our familyfication. I like that word. I think that's a clever word. That we gain a new father and a new set of brothers and sisters when we respond to the gospel. It is time to communicate the biblical reality that personal salvation is a community-creating event. A community-creating event, and to trust God to change our lives and the lives of our churches accordingly. You know, the, the, the term personal Lord and Saviour is not even in the Bible. The message in the ministry of the kingdom of God in Jesus Christ is come to Christ, enter into his kingdom, you will now find a new surrogate family in the earth that operates like no other family you will have ever experienced in the earth because it's filled with the resources heaven of heaven. It's tainted with grace and mercy. It's continually forgiving, totally empowering, and giving of hope for all of our lives. Welcome to the family of God is what happens when you say yes to Jesus Christ. You are welcomed into being right with God and with each other. I think that this, I think this is a big one. I think it's a really big one in our culture and in our time. Just the other afternoon, I was sitting down doing some reading and then I flicked the TV on before the news came on and then um, an ad came on. And this advert came on TV and Nicole was sitting next to me, and the advert came on. It was the, it's the new series of adverts for the National Rugby League competition here in Australia. And do and you know what their catchphrase is? No, no, that's not the catchphrase, Scott. AFL is not better. That's not the catchphrase. <laughs> uh, anyone else want to hazard a guess if they've seen the ad? The ad simply says this. It's time to join the family, the NRL family. And I tell you, that is going to bite deep and it's going to get a lot of traction because Australians want to belong. They want to know who they are. They want to know who they belong to and they want to know what their life is meant to be for. These are the... Now, the NRL is grabbing something that is an ache in the heart of people and that some people will spend all sorts of time, energy, resource and money to be a part of it in the hope that they will have a sense of fulfilment. Friends, this is the call of the church. This is the call of the church that we are meant to be this family of God in the earth. We are an army, a hospital, a school and a family. A family. This is why in... in um, Paul, through all of Paul's writings through the New Testament, he uses the terms our God or our Father something like 56 to 60 times. I can't quite remember. Somewhere in there he uses that. And he, he uses the words my Lord once. Once. Paul uses the words my Lord and Saviour once. But somewhere between 55 and 60 times, he uses the phraseology, our Lord. Because Paul is always speaking, teaching, and equipping people to see and understand that to connect with Jesus is to connect with our God, our family, our kingdom hope in this earth. Paul really makes good point of this. This morning, we're going to spend time praying for these guys in a moment, and I'm going to get them up here. But last week, um, well, I'll quickly just use this scripture, Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. If that's what the church is about, what are these pastors? Who are they? What are they for? Paul uses a great description in his letter to the Ephesians church where he says, so Christ himself gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers to equip people for works of service 
so that the body of Christ can be built up and we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of Christ. Pastors, well, what are they? They're a gift. They're a gift to the church. They're a gift to the church. This is how Paul describes them. They are people who are called by God, chosen by God, anointed and appointed by God, sent by God, given to the church by God. By God, he's busy. <laughs> he is busy, God is, isn't he? But these, 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 are the, these are the people that are a gift to the church, who are called by God, anointed by God, chosen by God, sent by God, and given to the church by God. They're people of prayer. They're people of the Bible. They're people who, decide, who have chosen to pattern their life after Jesus. They are people who love God and love God's people. They are a person who cares for others. These are what pastors are like. And they are a gift to the church. Vineyard pastors, particularly, are servant leaders. Remember that scripture we used last week about how Jesus challenged the disciples to not live a life of lording it over others? Well, this is a great scripture because in Mark 10, 43 to 45, here is the, the great calling of anyone who wants to be a servant leader of God. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Friends, servant living is the life of a pastor. Giving, giving their life for the greater good is the life of a pastor. That's why there is a calling attached to this. This isn't just some, oh yeah, I'll just do this because it feels good. Because like most of us in our own fields of uh, vocation and professional life, we get pretty jack of our jobs some day. Some days it's just like, I can't stand this. I'd rather be, well, my usual one is I'd rather be serving beer <laughs> or I'd rather be cutting grass. They're the throwaway lines I go to. But we all have this point of like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not doing this because it's some great idea. But in terms of pastoring, we also have those moments as pastors. We are very real, very human people who are trying to follow Jesus in what he's asked us to do. And sometimes we have those moments of, I just, I'd rather be doing something else, God. <laughs> but it's at that point, it's at that point that we go, but I'm not here because this is my great idea. I'm here because you've called me, God. I'm here because you've, you've anointed me for this. I'm here because you've given me your heart for this. And I want to serve you and be honest and true to you, Jesus. It's the same with most of us in our jobs. Pastors are just like anybody else. We're here to serve and to give our life for the well-being of others. So this morning, when we pray for the Stevens and the Jacobs and the rest of the team, we will be... We're actually saying, you know what, these people have heard the call of God. These people have experienced the Holy Spirit upon them. And we get to, as the body, say, we see this, we affirm this, and we bless this work of God. Because God has sent you, you're a gift to us. And we welcome you. This morning, um, it's always a good opportunity at a time like this to quickly just throw over your eyes again over the spiritual DNA. Because what happens when we lay hands on these guys as the Holy Spirit comes upon them? We're asking that the spiritual inheritance that has been given to us through um, the, the, the founding leaders of the Vineyard Movement that have come through to us, this, this spiritual transaction takes place. This is what we're about. Take a quick read of that.
And the other part about being a part of the Vineyard family is we have some core values. The kingdom of God and partnering with the Holy Spirit, experiencing and worshipping God, reconciling community, compassionate ministry, and culturally real mission in our world. These are, these are pumping out of the heart of God at the core and the centre of who we are as a people of, of Jesus in this place. For some, for some of us, we do better with pictures than words. So the next one I've got is a little bit of a, a combo of both to help give you an understanding of how, how does this whole thing fit together and who's, who's what and how in this place and how does that all fit? Well, hopefully this might give you a little bit of a help. Um, at the pointy end of this thing, now you'll notice there's a sense of direction about that picture. See how there's an arrow and it's moving this way? That's because we believe the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the head of his church. He's leading his church. And he's off advancing the kingdom and building his church. And he says, come follow me, join me in this. It's, so the thinking for me and for Nicole is not a traditional organisational or um, um, entrepreneurial type of um, business structure where we're talking about, oh yeah, we're at the top because we're the leaders and it comes down from there. No, no, Jesus is on the move. And as the senior pastors of this church, our first responsibility is to keep up with him to stay close to him, to hear his voice and to equip the people so that they, you guys, so that you can live your Jesus disciple life in your everyday relationships and workplaces. That's our first job. We're not, we don't see it as we're up here and everyone else is down here. No, Jesus is on the move and we're moving with him and we're saying to everyone that would dare see Jesus saying, come on, let's go. We're going this way. We're going this way. This is, there's momentum in this thing. Now, just to give you a bit of an idea, we've got some pastors in this church. And so tucked in right behind us, <laughs> it's a bit like a scrum really, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit like a scrum. But tucked in right behind us, helping us to make sure that we are staying as close as we can to Jesus, um, is, um, is Neil with our worship, as our worship pastor, and Scott and Belinda are going to be our assistant pastors. And then Trent and Karen will be our associate pastors. And then tucked in behind them, shouldering up behind them, saying, come on, guys, stay close to Kirk and Nick as they stay close to Jesus, are the elders of the church. Pete and Gail, Dave and Carol, Neil and Kate, and Corey and Lorraine. Corey and Lorraine have got a specific field. They, they're going to be spiritual elders over our youth and our young adults' development. So those guys are tucked in there. And then we've got this whole other band of ministry team leaders in, in Mercy and youth and children. Susan's driving the office back there. And then we've got these circles down the bottom. These are like the administrative, organisational, legal, groundwork type people that are constantly working and praying and facilitating in the background so that, so that we can all stay close to Jesus as he calls us forward as a local church. Does that help? Does that help? I could spend hours giving you all sorts of biblical reference and understanding to that, but I'm just trying to give you a bit of a, a broad brush picture so that it might help you understand who's who in the zoo around this place, all right? Hopefully that helps. Does that help? I'm getting a nod. I'm getting one nod. All right, we're going with that. We're getting a nod. Friends, this morning, we, um, I'm just going to invite Nick to come on up here, and she's going to introduce to you Scott and Belle, and then I'm going to introduce to you Trent and Karen. So why don't you come and share a few things and then invite Scott and Belle up. Okay. It's my absolute pleasure, pleasure to uh, talk about Scott and Belinda. Um, I might get some dates wrong, so you can correct me from where you are. Um, Kirk and I have known Scott and Belinda for at least 12 years when I was um, thinking back how long we've known each other. 
And I think we first met you at a vineyard conference down in Phillip Island. Have we met before that? Can't even remember what year that is. It's all such a blur, but you might have known Kirk before. Um, they bring a wealth of ministry experience and heart for the church and just seeing God's kingdom advance in the world. And they would have more than 20 years experience, both of you together in ministry. So they're by no means newbies to ministry or pastoring. Uh, they come to us with just a wealth of experience and understanding of God and how he works in his church um, so to give you a little bit of history about them, um, 17, I would say 17 years of that's been in the vineyard, yeah, um, in various places. So they were the managers of a school of ministry for vineyard in California for a few years. And in that season, that school of ministry was one of the leading teaching places um, for Vineyard USA. And people from all around the world went to that school and they uh, became church planters and church pastors. So it was a very um, important time in the, in the history of Vineyard. And Scott and Bell were there on the forefront as the Lord led them to be part of that for a few years. Uh, they came back to Australia and became the associate pastors of Cronulla Vineyard in Sydney. And they were there for a number of years as the associate pastors, uh, leading many different types of ministries um, in young adults and various roles. They then went on to become the senior pastors at Ballina Vineyard in New South Wales. And they were there for a couple of years. And then after that season, they were weighing up about where the Lord would want them to come and where they would want them to plant roots um, and go deep somewhere. And their family are all in Melbourne, but they felt the Lord call them here to Vineyard Pine Rivers, for which we are the great benefactors of um, having um, the Lord call them to here. So that was about approximately seven years ago. So we were super excited. We kind of held it and contained it, but we were super excited that they chose and, and more importantly that the Lord led them because that's been the testimony of their lives, that they've just um, always wanted to honour the Lord. They've always known leadership has been on their life and ministry in the church, and they've always honoured the Lord to try and obey him and follow him into where he's called them to be. Um, and that's the type of people, if you don't know them well, that's the type of people they are. They love the Lord and they have just continued to follow him and serve him. There's a great depth of integrity, maturity, wisdom and leadership on both of them. And we're so happy to be able to formalise their role today. They've pretty much been assistants to Kirk and I for the seven years that they have been here, um, just sidling up alongside of us saying, how can we help? And um, we're just so happy to be able to formalise that today. And with doing all of that, they've held jobs outside of the church and they've raised four amazing young men, um, which is just great testimony again to the type of people that they are and how much the Lord is over their life, that they follow him in all things. And um, so let's give them a clap and welcome them up. So why don't, Scott and Bell, why don't you guys come over here and, and share with us how God has got you to this point. All right, so Nick's taken most of what I was going to say. <laughs> and I'll always carry a tissue with me because I'm a bit of a crier, so I'll apologise now. But yeah, so, um, so yes, we, uh, yeah, I've done it all of them. <laughs> Settle down. All right, so, so yeah, we have um, one word that would describe our journey would probably be faith. So as Nick said, we've basically travelled, um, we've travelled the world, well, sort of, America and back, um, but, um, and it's had lots of highs and lows, and that we've had seasons of rest and seasons of um, big leadership, like what Nick has already talked about in that. Familiarification, I think I pronounced it right, was probably a key word in all of that because God led us away from our family, um, away from my parents that are actually here now but, and live here. But um, for most of our journey, we have always been away from family. So um, the church became our family, which was really, really super duper important, especially for when you have young children in America. The two young older boys are born in America, but since then we've had two more. And yeah, church was our family in all um, areas of that. 
So that was really, really important. Um, so, yeah, as I said, we'd been to America. We left um, jobs, family, church um, to travel over there. We knew nothing about the vineyard when we went over to America. And we've come back and we've never lo- looked back since. It's vineyard, is, vineyard is our family, um, near and far. Um, and we've just seen how, how um, faithful God has been in every step we've taken, in every um, move, in every um, life situation, whether it's been jobs um, on the side of ministry um, to now working both, of, or Scott's working full-time, I'm working mostly part-time um, in, the, in the local area. Um, but, you know, as far as the vineyard's concerned, we've, we've both worked locally. Um, we're working um, within the state now as well as... Um, Um, all throughout Australia with the national conferences as well in September. So, yeah, that's us. Um, Beyond just the details uh, of places we've been and what we've done, if there's, you know, the journey of faith that we've always been on, if there's a philosophy um, that we've always lived by or a key verse, however you want to kind of term that, we've always lived by... um, Love the Lord your God with all your um, heart, soul, mind and strength. And when Jesus said, the greatest commandment is that, but you can't also separate to say, love your neighbor as yourself. And we have always tried wherever we've gone to hold those two things in tension. And not in the sense that they're, they're opposite to each other, but in the sense of how do they work together? How do those two things in loving God and loving your neighbor uh, work together? And, and we found that in the vineyard in the vineyard church. It's not to say other churches can't do it or don't do it, but when we were younger, we were seeking an experience that just really um, brought the presence of God into our experience. And um, vineyard did that for us in the, in, in the way that, that it, the, the, the vineyard church chased after, as Kirk just said, the kingdom of God and the presence of God being a reality in our lives. And it grabbed us. And it, and it really grabbed us. So that was the first part. But then love your neighbor as yourself. Well, it's like, okay, if the presence of God is on us and in us, it, it can't be contained. Like, I can't, Lord. Like, it really, if we're really experiencing that, then it's, it's going to overflow and, and just want to come out in areas. So how does it do that? And so we've looked wherever we can as that verse is just um, talked about to, to serve uh, the body of Jesus and in whatever way we can to help everybody within contact with us um, know who they are in Jesus, know the authority they have in Jesus as Kirk has talked about and how you also in the midst of that can be empowered to love others as you love yourself. What would you want for other people based on what you want for yourself? So we've really tried wherever we can and that has led us into a life of service. I really believe in that word strongly. Now, don't think about it in the sense of, I'm not preaching today, but um, don't think about it in the sense of serving the manual tasks that we would just naturally lean towards. No, in every, every aspect of serving, whether you're praying, whether you're cleaning a toilet, whether you're preaching, whatever, like the, the, anything in the spectrum is, is serving. Anytime that you're um, saying, I want to make space for God to come and the kingdom to break into other people's lives, you are serving at that point. And that involves all the manual things and that involves all the upfront things. So we want to see everybody empowered, whatever they're doing, to know that the Holy Spirit is on you and empowering you to love others as you love yourself. So that's what we bring and that's who we are. Thanks, guys. Hang around. So I'm just going to take a moment to introduce to you Trent and Karen. So Trent and Karen Jacobs, they came to us... Oh, gosh. Um, I had it down about 2009, 2010, you sort of first showed up on the scene, yeah? It was 2010. And um, they, I kind of remember the, the first, one of the first times they came along here, and, um, and I saw them, actually. It was uh, during a worship set, and they were, they were faced on the floor over here, like calling out to the Lord for his, his kingdom and his plans for their life. And, um, and it's been a wonderful journey ever since. Now, Trent and Karen arrived here maybe in 2010, in 2010, but they came with a rich history of participating in vineyard churches in other parts of the world, in, uh, in South Africa and the United Kingdom, and being involved in um, servant leading roles in, in those churches. But it was quite evident that they'd given themselves to a decision, and they felt like Jesus had said, here, we, I want you here at Vineyard Pine Rivers, and they gave themselves to that. And then hot on the tail of that, 
they then went to the United States for six months and spent time in the, working over there. Trent had a contract and they were a part of the, a vineyard church over in Boston, I think it was, Boston, in the vineyard church over there and then came back here. And Trent and Karen, for all of you, those of you who have met them, would know. And for those of you who maybe haven't had the opportunity to meet Karen and Trent, they have a very, very big heart from God, full of love for his people and for his church. They have also carry within them a very strong, uh, uh, the words I would use uh, is like an evangelistic grip in their heart for other people to know Jesus. There is leadership that is graced upon their life from the Holy Spirit. And um, for those of you who have been a part of anything that Trent and Karen have been facilitating, you too would know that leadership is from the Lord that sits on their life. Wonderful teachers of the word, wonderful worshippers. They love to see people equipped to do the work of Jesus and they love to see the sick healed and all of the challenges that go with that. Nicole and I, along with the leadership team and the elders, have grown to love Trent and Karen, even as we have Scott and Bell, very deeply because of their commitment to serving the life of God through this church. And this is a moment for Trent and Karen that's very significant in their journey. And today we're going to commission them and we're going to authorise them, even as we are Scott and Belinda. Now, these guys' pastoral focus here at Vineyard will be on small group life, on kinship life, on discipleship, and helping people integrate into a greater sense of belonging here at the Vineyard. And they'll be doing that one day a week that we'll be paying them for it. They're going to do all of that in one day a week. They are going to need the inspiration and help of the Holy Spirit, aren't they? <laughs> but So um, Trent and Karen, why don't you guys come on up here? Why don't you welcome them up, folks, and come and share with us how it is that God's led you to this point. Well, good morning. So back in... 2011, the two of us hit a real low point where we both lost our jobs at the end of the same month. And in the time of uncertainty that followed that, while material things were slowly stripped away, one thing became very clear to us, is that we didn't actually care too much about material things, but that if ever we lost our connection with God and His Kingdom, then we would be devastated. And that truly would be the end of us. So it made us realize then how precious our relationship with God is to us. Many wonderful kingdom activities happened during that time. And during that time and ever since, we've experienced a number of prophetic words about our life, which have suggested a preparation time a time of stepping into something new and leading something new. Now, this type of thing excites Trent, but initially I didn't particularly welcome these words because I couldn't see myself doing the things that were being prophesied. However, our God can be crafty. So, as we have just naturally followed the Holy Spirit and engaged in the kingdom activity that comes naturally to us. The things that we've really just been passionate about, we've gained great joy in doing, that has, strangely, led us quite strategically <laughs> to where we stand now. <laughs> so when we were invited to take on this role, it felt right but I wanted confirmation from God. So as I talked to the Lord about it, I made lists, because that's what I do. Pros and cons, weighing the decision. And the list of challenges was very long. But there was one thing on the list of pros that I believe the Holy Spirit highlighted to me. And it kind of jumped off the page at me as I was reviewing it all. And that was, it feels like a calling. That was it. Because I suddenly realized that all of our biblical predecessors 
that did great things for God started with a calling from him. And most of the time, they didn't feel equipped for what God was asking them to do. But every time, God equipped them and went with them. And because of that, the kingdom took ground. So I stand before you today saying that God has enabled me to recognize a call to serve him and to serve the people of his church. And I have said, yes, Lord, let's go. I'm ready and I will. Because I am a crier. Um, so aside from God saying yes, which, which counts, you, you can sit if you want. That's fine. Okay. Aside from God saying yes, which he did, um, it's also really helpful to look at everything that's happened up until your life. And you can see the pattern of God working in your life from when you're born up until the point where you are right now. And um, one thing that I can tell you, looking at the pattern of my life, is, you know, every single one of us is part of the body of Christ, the family of Christ, right? It's a non-negotiable thing. And if you want to know what your part of the body is, what it is that you're called to do, all you need to do is think about what is it that makes your heart burn? What is it that fills your heart with passion for something? And um, through experience, through prophetic words, through knowing myself, I know that I am just wired for ministry. I'm wired for seeing the body of Christ. It's, I love doing the things of the kingdom, but when, I, when I've been walking a journey with someone and I see them stepping into something of the kingdom, stepping into who they are in Jesus, that's what makes my heart burn. I love worshiping God, but when I see someone flat on their face, worshiping God, lost in His presence, that's what breaks my heart. Um, I know that I'm wired for ministry. And then the second part of it is, Karen mentioned it, this journey that we've had with our kinship over the last few years. It's just been one of the most joyful experiences Karen and I have ever had, where we've got to see this, this group of guys and girls. We've walked through some stuff. We've got loads of people who are still walking through some stuff. There's loads of healing we still want to see. But the things that I've seen, how people have stepped into who God has called them to be and stepped out into the craziest things that we never thought we would see them do, that has just made my heart burn. I know that um, what God has called me to do and what God has made both of us to do is just to see the body of Christ step into who it is that um, God has created them to be. So when Kirk and Nick then approached us and said, hey, would you like, first of all, the opportunity to work with us? And who wouldn't say yes to that? Because Kirkinick are the most amazing people, and we get the opportunity to work with them and learn from them. But then he also said, would you like to step into and join us in what Jesus is doing in discipling and growing community? This, I didn't need the most resounding yes from Jesus. The first hint of a yes that I got, I was like, yes, I want to be a part of that. Um, so yeah, we're going to dive into it and we're going to have a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. So Trent and Karen, if you can stand there, and Scott and Belle, can you guys stand there? We're just going to ask you a few questions right now. Nick, do you want to jump in here with me? And um, we'll give them these in a second. But um, I just want to ask you a few questions. So maybe I might stand here and, and face you. That way I'm talking to you. And, um, and so because you haven't got a microphone in your hand, though, you might need to sort of give a hearty kind of response. And then I'm going to ask us as a church a few questions because this is not happening independent of us. This is happening with us, okay? So um, Trent and Karen, Scott and Belinda, do you confess love and allegiance to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? We do. Don't worry about it. That was nice and loud. Don't worry about it, babe. We'll shout. Yep. Do you believe that God has called you and led you to now becoming pastors at Vineyard Pine Rivers? We do. Wow. Do you believe that the Bible is the Holy Spirit-inspired Word of God, the final and absolute authority, and the only rule of faith and practice? Will you trust and rely upon the Holy Spirit to equip and to empower you for this vocation of serving in God's church? Will you love 
serve and equip the people to participate in the message and the ministry of the kingdom of God as it's revealed in Jesus. Beautiful. Now the Vineyard Church has a core set of values and a spiritual DNA. Do you give yourselves to living out of these values and this spiritual DNA? Beautiful. Church, I'm going to ask you to stand up if you could stand up. And I'm going to ask you a question now. Well, I'm going to ask you two questions. Do you, the people of Jesus here at Vineyard Pine Rivers, affirm and bless the callings of God on the Stevens and on the Jacobs as pastors here at Vineyard Pine Rivers? <laughs> good, 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 good. Now, you've only got one more question to answer, we do. So at the end of this one, you might want to give a real good Yahoo or something, all right? All right, here we go. Will you, the people of Jesus, pray for and support Scott and Belinda and Trent and Karen in their life of ministry and service as pastors to you here at the Vineyard? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All righty. So if you guys want to stand just out in front there, we're going to pray for you. So I'm going to ask the elders of the church if the elders could come now and gather around you. So why don't you stand sort of next to each other, both couples next to each other, because we want to get all the elders just around you. Beautiful. Yeah, oh, it's, I don't think it's working. Is it working? That's it. So the biblical example of what we're doing right now is that what has been, in terms of leadership and spiritual authority, has been passed on to us, we're now conferring that in a very real way to these couples for them to walk in the callings of God on their life and to serve you as the people of Jesus in this place. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you're doing this morning with the Stevens and the Jacobs. And so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we confer upon you and commission you in the name of Jesus to the ministry of pastors. We, we, we pray, come Holy Spirit now and confer this upon them in the name of Jesus. On the na- in the name of Jesus, we release authority and leadership and service as pastors here at the Vineyard. In Jesus' name. Now come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, with more now. Bring your power to this, we pray. More, God. More, God. Increase the capacity of their heart to love like Jesus loves even more. Even more. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We bless and affirm the callings of God on you in Jesus' name, and we welcome them to come to life and fruition as a gift to the people of Jesus here at the vineyard. As a gift to the people here at the vineyard. Come Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. And um, oh, Nick, do you want to give these to them? So, just hang on, Trent and Karen. We just got a hang gift on. for you and for Scott we and Bell. We just wanted to present you with a new Bible oh, thank you. for you to share, yeah. just to remember the day. Yep. Yeah, significance. Good stuff. And for Bless you guys. guys. New Bible. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. So, yeah, you can let the ribbing begin, all right? <laughs> Pastor Trent, Pastor Karen, (laughs) not that we do that this much here. Hey, Pastor Scott (laughs) and Pastor Belinda. No, we don't. Um, This morning, I would like us to just take a few moments to also pray for our ministry leaders that are here, Um, for our children's ministry, our youth ministry, mercy ministry, our, our worship and kinship and discipleship. We've prayed for the Jacobs, but if, if I could get Nicole, does just stand over here. Just stand up over there. John Woodrow, John's leading 
our young people here at the Vineyard. Welcome you, John. Come on down, man. The callings of God is on this guy's life for this. And so we're going to bless that. Why don't you come over here, mate? Um, Oli, come on up. Oli facilitates the Mercy Centre and the Ministry of Mercy through this place. Where is Susan? Come on up here. We're going to pray for you. Susan operates the, in, in a very dinky little office but helps keep this thing going with all of the administrative life. And Neil, with worship, why don't you come on up, Neil? Um, and gather with this group over here. And we're going to pray for you this morning. We're just going to, again, ask that the Holy Spirit would empower you guys for a fresh season. And what we're doing at the same time, church, is we're acknowledging leadership to serve on these guys, okay? So um, let's, why don't you guys um, just posture yourselves, put your hands out, and we're going to ask God to come and bless you as our leaders. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, it's a new day, and there's, there's a sense of newness in you, Lord, for the ministries that you've called this team of leading, servant leaders to, to facilitate here at the Vineyard. And so we bless them now in the name of Jesus, and we release upon them again the DNA of the Vineyard movement in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we bless you, Neil, as you lead the worship community in this place. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I just, I'm reminded of um, the, only, the only senior-aged person that actually got to go in the promised land was, was uh, Caleb. Wasn't it Caleb? Yeah. Caleb, yeah. I'm particularly reminded of him. Just that the fire of God was on him to see a transition from one generation to the next. I bless you, Neil. Susan, we bless you in the name of Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Spirit as you help administer the life of the office here at the Vineyard, helping the communications happen. Be filled, be inspired by the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit, the administrator of the church, lead you and anoint you. Bless you, Susan. Bless you, Oli. Be filled with the Holy Spirit as you lead and serve with the heart of God on your sleeve. The mercy of God as it floods through you, as you serve your team, let leadership come with the power of the Spirit upon you, I pray. I bless you, Oli. We bless, we bless you, Oli, in the name of Jesus as you lead the ministry of mercy in this place. We bless you, John, and we affirm the callings of God that are maturing and continuing to grow upon your life. We fan them into a flame, the gifts of the Spirit that are upon you and have been prophesied over you. And we bless you to be our youth leader, to lead our young people into the things of Jesus for their life and for his greater glory. Come, Holy Spirit, fill John. John, we bless you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, so that fresh sense of the DNA of the movement come upon you. And Nick, as you continue to serve the children's team and equip them, again, Lord, fill Nick for this role, we pray. Bless her as she's equipping and raising up other leaders. God, continue to give us a heart for children. Give us a heart for young people and young adults. Lord, give us a heart for mercy. Give us a heart, Lord, for worship, to worship you, Lord. Give us your heart, God, in these things we pray. In Jesus' name, Lord, thank you for our team. Thank you for our ministry leaders here, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. There was some... Some, prof some people might have had prophetic pictures and words for the Stevens and the Jacobs. Please make sure you send them through to them directly. You can email them to them. The other group I just want to pray for this morning particularly is our elders. So could um, the Price Davies, 
uh, the Delaney's and the MacArthur's and the Geeskins, just come on up here and stand up here for us. Um, we want to pray for you. We thank you that you, uh, you know, as elders of the church, this is, um, you know, this is, it's an incredible role of spiritual sensitivity and responsibility where they welcome um, to be on that front line of God's heart for his people in this place and their spiritual well-being. We're going to dance or what? <laughs> are we going boy girl? Are we boy girl? Boy girl? Oh, hang on. That's all right, Kate. Do your own thing. It's all good. Now, um, as you know, um, this this morning in particular, now P- Pete and Gail, Dave and Carol, and Neil and Kate have been serving as elders in the church for a number of years now, and we, we Nicole and I are so thankful to them. Um, we continue to lean on them for wisdom and discernment and encouragement when we need to make decisions as the leaders of the church. But this morning is the first time that Corey and Laney are saying yes to this in a public way. And we've asked them to particularly give themselves to being on the spiritual end for, um, for the youth and for the young adults that are starting to come around the life of this place. And so they're picking up that spiritual responsibility as, as elders in the church. And so we want to bless them as well. So seeing as you guys are elders of the church, why don't you just step forward a little bit more? Because I want to invite anyone that may like to come and lay hands on them this morning as the body of Jesus in this place. Just come and bless what God's doing. That's awesome. Come on in. Jesus, we thank you for your church. And we thank you that you, there's a particular servant role in the life of your church called elders who are willing just to be that, those, like those spiritual parents that carry your heart for your people. And so we honour the calling on their life right now, God, and we make room for it in our community here for it to come to life with increasing measure. And we affirm them. We affirm them. We affirm them. And, the, and we, we say thank you for the testimony of Jesus through their life that has continued to spur us all on and encourage us all on in the things of God. Thank you, Lord. Now, Holy Spirit, come upon them now for this season of serving as elders in the life of the church. Come, Holy Spirit. Come now with fresh empowering and increased of the Father's heart for the people of Jesus, for an increase. Let there be spiritual wisdom and discernment come upon them again, O God. Let, let, there, let there be a fresh anointing of your spirit here, completely supernatural, not making stuff up here, but it's of your spirit, God. And we welcome you now with power. Come upon them, Lord. Let their hands be filled. Let their hearts overflow. Let their eyes be filled with the visions of, of, of what you're doing through uh, Vineyard Pine Rivers that they might serve and pray and intercede and discern and love and care for the people and the purposes of Jesus in this place. Come, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. Neil and Kate, we bless you particularly. Worship and finance right there. Kate's our, you, you're our treasurer, Kate. We bless you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. We bless your life of provision personally as well and worship. We bless your families. Dave and Carol, we bless you too. You are the founding pastors of this joint. And we thank God that you're still among us and you're still like stirring us on with the, with the passion of Jesus. Bless you. Be filled again. Be filled again. Pete and Gail, thank you that you have not given up on the purposes of Jesus in your life and for those you love dearly. You are an incredible testimony to the courage and the kindness of God. We bless you. We bless you and encourage you now. Be filled again. Let your hearts be overflowing with thanksgiving in this season. Let it be an overflow in this season. And Corey and Laney, we thank you for the years that you've allowed God just to shape 
you and your life to be spent for young people to know God and to know Jesus. And we just say, Lord, everything that you've built into them over these many years of serving and history here, we ask, Lord, that it would be released now for the encouragement of those who are leading our young people, for John and his team and for the young adults that are coming about this place. We bless you, Corey and Laney, as elders in the life of the church. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now, I think all our board members are in this melee, I think. I've got Wendy here, Kate, Sean Wright is on our board, um, Nicole, uh, Craig's absent today. We haven't got Nikki Brown. She's on our Mercy Centre board. She's one of our directors. So come on into this melee. And Tim Wilson, where is Tim? I saw him up the back there. Tim's on the Mercy Centre board. Come on in here, mate. We need you in this. We need to bless you as well. And I think we've got everyone in here. All righty. So just, just sort of get Nikki in the mix. Get in the mix. Come on in, Tim. Squeeze in there, mate. Make sure we've got hands on you, these, all of these guys. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for our Mercy Centre board. We thank you for our church board and all these people who just serve, 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 serve for the greater glory of Jesus. Bless them, I pray. Bless them as they serve, Lord, so um, faithfully, week in, week about, very quietly in the background with the administrative life and the, of this church. Thank you for them. Thank you for their willingness to serve like this. Now, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for a fresh inspiration and revelation of the Holy Spirit for them, for their area of service, for their family, and for the greater glory of God. In Jesus' name, bless our church board and bless our Mercy Centre team. In Jesus' name we pray. Bless them, God. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks, thanks, folks. Good stuff. Folks, we're, just, we're going to finish up now um, this morning. But I wanted to just simply say thanks for being a part of the people of Jesus here at the Vineyard. We think it's awesome. And, um, you know, I just want to say, hey, look, get, get really ready because usually on the back end of stuff like this, when authority starts to be given to wider and wider realities, get ready for this. Two things happen. All of a sudden, God will put a lot of people in the life of our church Things are all of a sudden going to go, and with expansion. Get ready for it. Don't resist it. Give yourself to it. Let yourself be given to what Jesus is doing. And the other thing that comes with this sort of thing is also that the enemy likes to look at that and he goes, listen, I don't like this. I don't like this. But as the scriptures encourage us, pray at all times and be alert. Pray at all times and exercise the authority you've been given. So I invite you just, just to be in prayer because things might sort of hot up around the edges here in terms of spiritual dynamics, okay, and kingdom conflict uh, that sort of ramps up. But we're in a good space here right now. We're in a good season as we follow Jesus into this um, new place of life and leadership. All righty, so I'm going to um, maybe I might, I might ask... Um, Scott, why don't you and Belle, why don't you guys just bless the people to go and enjoy the kingdom of God this week? All right. You ready? Are you ready? Do you want it? In the name of Jesus, we just bless you. We bless Pine Rivers Vineyard to be all we can be in the kingdom of God. Lord, as your people, and we are your people, just like we sung within that song, the King of my heart, we declare as your people, you are good. You are always good. Always. So I bless the people of Jesus here to have a life this week that declares that you are good to the world, that you are good, that your son is good. 
and that the Holy Spirit is good. May we be your light in this world. May we know your love every single day, I pray. And may we see you always as we move out into our daily jobs, daily lives, daily schooling, whatever it might be, Lord. We just declare again as your body that we love you. And we say, come, Holy Spirit, come. In your name, Lord. Amen. 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 All right. Saturday, Saturday night party. We'll see you then and enjoy the barbecue. Take the opportunity. Got a lot of new people here today, I've noticed, or visitors. Say hello to somebody you may not know. We really value that. Enjoy your snags. Enjoy your conversations. Have a great one.